What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Come At Me, Bro. This is episode 46. I'm one of your hosts, Joey, joined alongside Drew. Holly Jolly Tom. And Tyler. Dilly dilly, boys. I'm bringing it back. Oh, man. I had a great weekend. I had the save, save the old relationship weekend where my parents came into town to watch Leo. And I got a massage. We went to a nice restaurant. We um, stayed at a nice hotel. Have you guys ever gotten a massage before? Yes. I've never gotten I've never gotten a massage. Wasn't it life changing? They're, they're pretty good. It was yeah, it was pretty life changing. It's like, man, I gotta do this like once a year now. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go get a massage. Hey, there are That's places. my dad Good. My my dad, like every year, my mom would be like, Oh yeah, for like literally probably twenty years while eh, eighteen years while I was at home, my mom would be like, Oh yeah, the boys got you a massage and we're like yeah, sure. Here's a gift certificate to whatever massage place, and now I know why my dad does it every year. It's it's great. Hmm. Yeah, there are places where you can get memberships um, that you pay like some less amount than what it usually is for a massage, and get you know three, four, six, twelve, whatever amount you want, however often you want. Um, so that way you can just have those planned out and use them to kind of space your year out and help you relax as the year goes on. Joey, have you ever gotten a massage? I have not, but honestly, I need to give in at some point. The rocks in the back of my neck and in the back of my calves and everything are just so tight. I feel like, I don't know, I might break someone's hand massaging through my muscle cramps. Oh my gosh, shut <laughs> up. They, what are you, like a bodybuilder? They've got, they've got people so that can tight. handle that, don't okay. worry. I need some okay. like very large chick named Olga to just really get in there. Like uh, it's okay. just uh, my neck is so tight. I feel like it's one of those things that I need to do, but then again, like finding the time to go do it and then putting forth the money to go do it it's and an then hour. just going out. I'm just I will, like I will pay you I will pay you 80 bucks to get a massage. No, I am not That'll taking buy you your money a good to get massage. a massage. Man. <laughs> I'll, I'll take I'll your pay, money I'll to get a massage. 80, I'll put eighty bucks down for you to get a damn massage. I, I do need to get one you. at some point. Maybe maybe we'll have a couples getaway weekend as well. Do it. You and me. Do it. Let's do it. <laughs> yes, that was the couple he meant. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Speaking of couples, though, guys, we have a couple teams making their way into the college football playoffs. Four, in fact, two couples. The first couple being Oklahoma and LSU. LSU taking that number one seed. And that's right, my prediction of Oklahoma taking that number four seed. Have to throw that in there, boys. And then the other one, the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale, Arizona, is going to be number two, Ohio State, or the Ohio State, as some say, up against Clemson. So overall, let's look at the first game here, Oklahoma-LSU. Would anyone expect LSU not to come out of this one of the three of us? I sure don't. I think they've got it handily, just like they handled Georgia. Tyler, you taking the Tigers to growl on? Um, you know, I, I really want to see Jalen Hurts do well. Like, I would really like to see this Oklahoma team upset LSU, who I feel is slightly overrated. And the reason why is because they beat Alabama, and it's now they think, oh, Burrow, or you know, what beg for Burrow, whatever the new thing is for NFL teams who want to draft number one. Um, I, I'm gonna be honest, I haven't seen him play very well. I haven't seen him play, but I just feel like because you beat Alabama, you think you're like some top dog. I wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma just put points on the board because they can, and LSU can't keep up whatsoever because we know for a fact that the – what conference is it? It's the, the Big 12. SC, no, Big 12. Um, they – I mean, that, that's all they do is score, 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 score. 
And I don't know what LSU's top scoring game was. I mean, I know they play against very good competition, so they can't score a lot of points. But if you get in a shootout with Oklahoma, that's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. This team puts up points like no other. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, LSU has put up some big points. I mean, number nine, Texas, they put up 45 points in that game. Number seven, Florida, they put up 42 points. Uh, number nine, Auburn was a bit more tame. That was a 23-20 win for them. Uh, Alabama, the big high at a defense, the vaulted defense of Alabama, they put up 46 points. Uh, Georgia, they put up 37 and a 37-10 win. I feel like LSU can score some points. Let's also say that uh, Joe Burrow in the SEC has thrown for 4,700 yards and 48 touchdowns. That's absurd. That's not one season. That's one season. That's this year. What? Yeah. No way. Yeah, that is this year. Dilly dilly, dilly to him then, because <laughs> I, I really didn't know that he threw that many touchdowns. 48? Dang. Yeah, and only six interceptions. Four games. Yeah, his passer rating is at 201.5. That's not possible. The highest passing rating you can have is like a 152 or something. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think college football does use a different scale than NFL. Is that right, Drew? I am not sure, but I can tell you his QBR is 93.7. Okay, that sounds better. Yeah. yeah. What did you say? What did you say, Joey? His passer rating is at 201.5. Uh, whatever. Yeah, that's that's what LSU, LSU. That's what ESPN says. So yeah, I bet you're right. I bet they use a different scale. But there you go. So he is kind of the real deal. Those those numbers are ludicrous. But you're right. Oklahoma can put up points too. They have a quarterback who can run all over the place, and we've seen this year that he can make some crazy throws. And they have a couple really good receivers. So I do expect them to score more than Georgia did. But I I think LSU's defense is actually going to be able to stop Oklahoma. A little, and I don't think Oklahoma will be able to stop LSU at all. And I think it's those two, probably two possession difference there that's going to make the difference in that game. I don't, I don't expect them to just destroy them, but I, I don't expect them to ever trail. So to make a long story short, I'm going with Oklahoma <laughs> just just to rebuttal everyone and just to prove to you that a four seed will finally beat a number one seed. I thought that already happened. Yeah, didn't Ohio did State do that? They did the first year. To who? I don't remember who they, who they beat. beat. I don't remember who they beat, but they, remember they came in with. Uh, that was when they came in with JT Barrett to start over um, the other guy, and then Barrett got hurt, and in the championship you had uh, Cardell Jones play. You know they went through three quarterbacks in three games and ended up winning the national championship. Well, that was a. I mean. I don't count that. That doesn't matter. I mean, that was the first it, year. They were still figuring out. It was that the first out. one. They had no idea what they were doing. Yeah. This this college uh, shenanigans had no idea. They were just literally putting teams in a hat and picking them out. All right, well, then let me ask this: uh, Do you agree with LSU being the number one overall seed? You know, last week it was Ohio State there at number two, but Wisconsin put up more of a fight against them in their championship game, and LSU never was in doubt against Georgia and. Pretty sure that's you know what brought them up to number one. Is that the right choice, or should it have been Ohio State still at number one? Should we be talking about Ohio State, even, Oklahoma instead? Even if you put, even even if it was a close game between LSU and Ohio State, blew out Wisconsin, I would still give to LSU because of the competition. Ohio State plays no one. Everyone was bad in the big in the Big Ten. They I were. Mean, in my opinion, I mean Michigan has always been garbage. In my opinion, with Har ever since Harbaugh's came, Michigan has always 
you know, wet the bed every single time they play some big game. And so, I mean, this if if Harbaugh wants his job, he has to beat Alabama in the bowl game. I mean, this <laughs> is this is redemption. Which the likelihood of that happening, I don't know. But I mean, you pick Harbaugh for games to beat Alabama. This is what Harbaugh has. I mean, he hasn't beaten Ohio State, but if you beat Alabama, you have a contract extension waiting on your desk the next day. I agree with that. That that's that's what's going to redeem his his year. Um, who else? I mean, Wisconsin, okay. Minnesota, okay. They came out of nowhere. Penn State, but Penn State has been. I would, but see, I would take SEC teams over Penn State. I could name Especially three SEC teams that would that would be over Penn State. Alabama, Auburn, and Georgia. There you, I don't even have to put. I don't even have to put Alabama in there. Ah. Georgia, Auburn, LSU, and. Put a Mississippi State in there <laughs> on an off day for Penn State. Gotcha, I mean, gotcha. Penn State doesn't play their he, best, he, and Mississippi State does, and they they win. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so so that that is that is what I see with the SEC. Okay, I put my faith in Oklahoma for a couple weeks now. I kept saying they're going to have a good shot at this four seed. They ended up taking the four seed. But, boys, the buck stops here. I think LSU moves on pretty comfortably. I mean, this is an LSU team that just blew out a number four Georgia team. A lot of people argue, yeah, Georgia might not have been a top-five team. They've had some games that they probably should not have won. They've had some other games that, hey, maybe we shouldn't weight them as high. Now they're not in the top four anymore. But at the same point, I don't know if I put Oklahoma much better than Georgia, in my opinion. They're a good team. I think they're worthy of this number four seed. But up against the LSU team that just went, what was it, like 31-10 to 10 or 31-13 against Georgia, mm-hmm. I just don't see Oklahoma putting up enough of a fight. I think LSU wins this by double digits. So like 10? Or like two touchdowns? Uh, double digits by 10 points. At least okay. 10 points. So two scores. Yeah, I'll say at least two scores. I, I, I Well, double digits, not two field goals. I think they win by... 10 points or more. Okay. I don't think it's going to be super close. I think LSU is going to, I think it'll be close for a while, but I really see this LSU team just steamrolling them at some point. Drew? Your Drew, are you taking my double digit edge or are you staying in the singles? Oh no, definitely going to be double digits. It's at least going to be two touchdowns. I, I have no doubt about that. I just don't know how quickly it'll get to that kind of lead. If that'll be later on in the game, or if they're going to start fast and you know Oklahoma's going to trip, and they've done that a couple of years where they've fallen behind early and then come back to win. And I don't think you can do that against LSU. So if they start slow, I think it's going to be a very uninteresting game very quickly. Yeah, I'm feeling the same way. I think it's going to be either really early, like in the first quarter, or it's going to be shortly after halftime at the early third quarter. I think at some point after that pep speech, after that talk. LSU's going to come out and just make the right moves and be able to find that lead. One that I do think is going to be a bit closer in most people's minds is the number three Clemson team up against number two Ohio State. Again, like Drew said, this was an Ohio State team that held that number one rating for quite a while. They were up there. They've done well. They've performed. Uh, Tyler would argue that their competition has not been good enough. Other people would argue, hey, there were some top 25 opponents in there, but they're going up against a powerhouse in Clemson. Again, not the Clemson team of old, not the same powerhouse Clemson team, but they're still a top three team, and I think they're going to come fight in this one. I think this one's going to be much closer. True. Yeah, this Who is an exciting taking? match. I'm, I'm really excited for this match um, because both these teams, 
And Clemson is, I would say Clemson is the weaker team here only because they haven't played as good competition. ACC has been awful. It's like a bunch of playing against a bunch of high schools. Yeah. Um, against a college team because no one has shown up against Clemson. And Clemson did did the Cavaliers dirty by putting up 62 points against them, <laughs> showing them no mercy. So, oh, man. I mean, Clemson is chomping at the bit to finally play someone to to punch them in the mouth. Um, to be like, oh, this is what a good team looks like because Clemson has played no one. Yeah, and I think they're mad at what the media is saying about them that they don't, you know, that they don't, they do deserve to be a three or a four seed because they haven't played anyone. And I think they want to show people, uh, no, you're wrong. We're still as good as we were the last two years. Sorry, the rest of our conference sucks, but watch us and you'll see that it's not close. There's there's a reason that we're undefeated and blew everyone out. I'm very excited for this game. I, I'm very excited for both of these teams to get challenged by pretty similar teams. You got both teams have a really good quarterback, really good running back, and then a defense that tends to play pretty smotheringly. Uh, they they do a really good job of getting pressure and covering receivers. So I think we're going to watch a heavyweight slugfest here, and it's going to be the more fun of the two games to watch. This is interesting. So based on bookies at Caesars, they actually have Clemson as a two-point favorite over Ohio State right now. I'm not surprised. So bookies are taking the number three for the upset. So the house likes the number three. Uh, I have to say, I like the number three too. I think I have a lot of question marks still, mainly because like Tyler said, Clemson hasn't really played anyone this year. Uh, They almost lost to UNC at one point. That was their only close game. That was 21-20 in a victory. Again, they did come out with the win. UNC, it probably was just a really good night for them if you look at everything overall because Clemson's pretty much blown out everyone else, including a ranked opponent in Texas A&M. Uh, that UVA win last week, 62-17. to 17. So overall, I feel like they've played well with who they played against, but they haven't really been tested. I think Ohio State's going to be a big test for them. Ohio State, again, not the greatest competition, but they have taken down some pretty big ranked opponents. So will they come out and still show that fire? Will Clemson be really that dormant underdog in a sense that has been a champion years past but hasn't really played anyone of really, uh, I guess, stout honor this year. Like, there's just been no one in that top 25 outside of UVA and Texas A&M. So how good are they? How how much have they been tested? How much are they ready for an opponent like an Ohio State? I feel like Ohio State should be much more tested based on the opponents they played this year. But Clemson's almost like that sleeping tiger, that hidden tiger, hmm. or whatever. What's the Chinese phrase for that? Crouching tiger. Crouching tiger. Um, I feel like they're crouching, ready to pounce on Ohio State. I think this is going to be a very close match. I can see it coming right down to the wire, but I'm definitely not counting Clemson out of this. I still think Ohio State has a bit of a favor, but I think Clemson could come out. I And I think for me with Clemson, that I think gives them, uh, that serves them well is the fact that overall this offense is very much the same offense as last year. You know, they lost 37th year senior Hunter Renfro, but otherwise, you know, they still have T Higgins and several other really good receivers. And obviously they still have Trevor Lawrence, so even if some of the defensive players uh, that, that had to replace uh, guys who went to the NFL, they've had to practice against the same offense that played last year and put up stupid numbers. So these guys are ready to play against a high-octane offense. So yeah, they haven't played anyone in a full-on game situation, but they know what a fast, dangerous offense looks like, and I think that's going to serve them really well. And obviously that means Ohio State's defense is the same thing. They've had to practice against this offense all year long. But I think it just shows that these teams should come in at a pretty even level. And I mean, just looking at the team's stats, 
it's it's crazy how close they are to each other. Like points per game, uh, Clemson is forty six and a half points. Ohio State's forty eight point seven points allowed per game. Clemson is ten point six. Ohio State is twelve and a half. Total yards five forty seven to five thirty one. Yards allowed by the defense two forty four and two forty seven. I mean, those are super similar numbers. So these are two very very similar teams who both want to prove that they deserve to be undefeated and be where they are. I, but the other thing with that, Drew, I mean, you're looking at stats that they're very different divisions. Ohio State putting up those stats is against much more top 25 opponents than Clemson played. Clemson, on the other hand, a lot of these unranked opponents, and they're putting up similar stats to Ohio State. So if you keep all that in mind, I feel like Ohio State dominated the competition stat-wise, even with the stats looking similar on paper. The other thing to keep in mind, like you said, Clemson, yes, they played these opponents last year. Yes, they know how they play. But again, just that mental aspect compared to actually playing them out throughout the season, I think is a big factor to take into place. Again, not saying Clemson can't do that. In fact, I like Clemson to come out of this matchup. I think they are going to be my favorite, even though I think it's going to be very tight. But there's just so many questions. I feel like I'm taking the gamble on Clemson just because we haven't seen them face that level of competition so far this year. Definitely. And but I'm, I'm excited to see how it plays out. Tyler, you've been silent over there. Are you taking the Crouching Tiger or are you taking the Ohio State Buckeyes? Stop it. Oh gosh. I'm I'm more of a <laughs> I think I'm 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 more of a Buckeye hater than a Clemson Tiger liker. <laughs> um so I I'm really um I'm really caught here because I do want to see Clemson win, but at the same time they, they won it last year and I like an underdog. Um but I'm not I don't want to I wanna think Ohio's I wanna say Clemson. I'm going to say Clemson. I'm going to go with the Crouching Tigers, whatever you want to call them. Um, and and I'm going to and Ohio State is going to um, going to get hit right in the mouth. I think both these games, both both the semifinal games are going to be blowouts. Unfortunately, with Clemson blowing out Ohio State, and then you know I'm I'm going to I'm going to stick with Oklahoma, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a blowout as well with LSU because I'm looking at all the past history. You look in 2019, um, 30 to three, Clemson over Notre Dame. You look at 2017 or two, 2018, 24 six, 2017, 24 seven, and these teams are Clemson, Notre Dame, Alabama and Clemson, uh, Alabama, Washington, Alabama, Michigan State, 38 to zero, Oregon, Florida State, 59 20. I mean, there's always a blowout game, and I feel like this is gonna be the blowout game between a two and a three seed. Um, similar. I mean, because unless Ohio State remembers what Clemson did to them in 2017, Clemson won 31 to zero. Now, granted, that's two years ago. A lot of players have changed, coaches have changed, but I, I'm not on the Trevor Lawrence bandwagon to say. But I think from a full team perspective, Dabo definitely has his team in the right position, in the right mindset, because they've literally been to every single playoff except for 2015. So in my opinion, this team's going to be more well prepared. There's a new coach in Ohio State. This is this is a this is Ohio, this is kind of Ohio State's first time be, being in a long time, being the last 2 years they haven't been in it. So with a new coach, you know, butterflies are definitely going to be kicking in. So I I would assume Clemson is going to be much more prepared than Ohio State, so I'm going with Clemson. I just really want a Tiger Bowl. You know, the Clemson Tigers and the LSU Tigers. Oh, I like that. A striking Orange and purple and gold and purple. Like, ah, just the graphics are going to be amazing. 
Oh, see, you're writing the story now, Drew. I really like that. Painting the picture the for tigers. us to be disappointed when it doesn't happen. Oh, and if they came in like striped uniforms too? Oh, no. The Tiger Bowl. I'm feeling it. I'm what feeling it now, boys. Okay, to recap, I'm going LSU. Drew is going LSU. Tyler is going Oklahoma, correct? Correct. And then all three of us are going Clemson? Clemson. Correct. Wow, putting all our eggs in the Tiger basket. I like it. I like it. Tiger. So... We'll see what happens. Those games, it looks like Oklahoma-LSU is December 28th at 4 p.m. Eastern time, and then also that same day at 8 p.m. Eastern time is that Clemson-Ohio State game. Check those out closer to Christmas time. But, Drew, that's not the only bowl game on the radar. There are quite a few coming out this week. What are some other ones you want to highlight for us? Some could argue there are too many bowl games. Uh, We'll look at the rest of the New Year's Six bowl games first uh, just because those are always the, the other big names. They're all the top 10 teams. Well, a couple of them are top 25 teams, but they should be good matchups. First off, on January 1st, you have the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, and that's number five Georgia versus number seven Baylor, two teams who played in their conference championship games but couldn't quite get it done. You know, Baylor almost beat Oklahoma in the regular season but couldn't quite pull it off, and then it wasn't quite as close in the championship, and Georgia just looked lost against LSU both times. But two teams that I think should match up pretty well um, although I am expecting Baylor to end up uh, kind of running away with that. They've just looked like a stronger team all year than Georgia has. Um, what do you think, Joey? Have you seen either of these two teams play? Do you have an opinion here? I'm a little mixed on this one. I'm not 100% sure who I take out of this. Like I said, like Georgia has played well, but they haven't played that great. But at the same point, they're playing teams like LSU, who is like an uncontested number one in most people's minds right now as well. When you look at Baylor, their schedule's been pretty decent. I don't know if they've played... I mean, have they played that many ranked opponents overall? I mean, Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma, Texas twice, Tech, uh, Ohio, Oklahoma State, and they lost to Oklahoma both times as well. Correct. Those are only two losses. I guess I, I don't know. I don't know who I and who were Georgia's losses to. They obviously lost to LSU. Who was their other remember. loss? South Carolina. Yeah, it was in a that was double a big overtime. Upset. Yeah. They look terrible that game, too. I mean, the big thing with Georgia is Georgia's games have been very close for the most part. I mean, they have some blowouts. Arkansas State, obviously, 55-0, but a lot of close games. Florida was 24-17. Uh, Auburn, 21-14. Texas A&M, 19-13. So a lot of their games have really come down to being very close. And then, obviously, the LSU blowout from this past week. So I don't really know who this one's going to go in favor of. I'm curious to see what the money line would be. Uh, I'm not opposed to taking Georgia on this one, though, to be honest. I think Baylor's very beatable. I think the Bulldogs are hungry, especially after getting blown out by LSU. So I think I will slide with Georgia, even though Baylor might be favored in this one. What do you think, Tyler? I'm just looking at all the bowl names. <laughs> How is the, the Red Box Bowl still a thing? Uh, we'll get <laughs> no to one those. Uses red, no one uses Red Box. <laughs> I mean, like, that, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. What? And that's what the Vols are in. Go Vols. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I mean, the Gator uh, Bowl has okay. been around for a very long time. It's that title sponsor that changes. Yeah, what but, is it? What is now the um, yeah the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Yeah, that's what? just who paid a bunch of money to get their name in front of the Gator Bowl. Gator Bowl's been around a long time. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I remember that. Um, and then the other crazy one that I was looking at is the... Um, the you got your bad boys mowers yeah so and then 
the Cherubundi Boca Raton Bowl. You're making I don't that know how up. I pronounce it. No, I'm serious. Look at Florida National and Arkansas State. Oh, Lord. I'm sorry, no, SMU and Florida Atlantic. Yep. The Cherry Bundy Boca Raton Bowl. Boy. And then below that is the Camilla Bowl. What is a Camilla? I don't know. <laughs> Who's Baylor playing? Who's Baylor playing? Georgia. Oh, Georgia's going to blow them out. Next. Next subject. Right. I, I'm, inter- I'm interested in the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. We'll get there. Okay, what was the name of this thing? What was the bowl name? Sugar? The ch- Sugar the Bowl, chari- yeah. I'm trying to find out what the betting odds are. Okay, right now it is... Five and a half. It looks like Baylor Georgia. plus 7.5. Uh, see, told you. Georgia. Not even close. Is Georgia that heavily favorited? Yeah. I'm not surprised. As much as I love the SEC and think that it is the best conference, I think Georgia has been a little overvalued all year. And well, I, think they're still I mean, if that's the bet, here. I think you have to take Baylor in that bet, right? 100%. I think that is the less than a touchdown game. Even if it's a touchdown, yeah. if it's seven and a half, like, they can lose by a touchdown and you still win. So, yeah. Yeah, I, seven I and a half in favor Baylor of Georgia. That. That's really surprising to me. And I'm betting within a week or two that number shifts because people are going to start throwing it all at Baylor with that line. Give me Georgia. Especially if we find out some Georgia players decide to skip it for uh, draft reasons, which wouldn't surprise me oh, either yeah. with some of their weapons on offense. So 96% of people have taken the over. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't surprise me either. Told you. On this random betting site I found. All right. Georgia. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Next on the New Year's Six, we have the Rose Bowl out in Pasadena, California. Another classic. And that is featuring Wisconsin, loser of the Big Ten Championship game. Against Oregon, winner of the, uh, no, yeah, winner of the Pac-12 conference game. Um, so they are the only Pac-12 team playing in one of the New Year's Six Bowl games. Probably much to the chagrin of the Pac-12, especially considering how good a year Utah also had. Uh, but this is another game that I feel like should be really interesting. Wisconsin is a grinded, uh, more running-focused team with a pretty stout defense, and Oregon really likes to fly, but they have a very opportunistic defense. Uh, can they push back on Wisconsin? Or is Wisconsin going to kind of just bulldoze through them in a slow and steady grind to the finish? I have no idea, but this is one I'm actually excited to watch. Just for the clash of styles. Okay, I, Tyler, you fly at this one first, because I really have no idea what I'm picking. Well, the Ducks are going to get shot down by the Badgers. I think the Wisconsin is going to come out guns a-blazing. Um... Pac-10 is a little overrated, uh, and so I, I really think. Wisconsin, is there any conference that's not overrated in your opinion? Um, SEC. <laughs> yeah, I just not, have to uh, ask. SEC is not overrated. Uh, the um, which one is the Big Twelve? I I don't think it's overrated. I just think it's it's a good conference with a lot of points and no defense. Yeah, it's definitely an offense. So, um, so yeah, I like Wisconsin in this one. Oregon, um, the Ducks are going to get clipped. Um, I'm really interested in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, which sounds much better than the Frosted Flakes Bowl. Um, I'm surprised they haven't had the Honey Nut Cheerios Bowl. Anyways, I digress. Um, Wisconsin's going to win this one. Uh, they have a good running, running attack, um, and I think Oregon's not going to handle them very well. Even though they're playing on the West Coast, so it does pose a 
Oregon kind of home field advantage playing on the West Coast. Joey? Go Badgers. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tyler hit a lot of the points that I was going to hit as well. I mean, West Coast, I think, is a big factor in favor of Oregon. Uh, I see both these teams doing really well. I think Oregon will look like the sharpest team, at least with their uniforms. Um, but I am going to take Wisconsin to get the win in this one as well. Eight to six seeds. Uh, Wisconsin is slightly favored. I think it's going to be a very, very tight game. I do have to agree with the odds there. Um, but I do like Wisconsin overall. Again, they played better teams, in my opinion. Ohio State being one of those teams that they got a lot of experience against. Uh, both teams will play well. I think it'll be close, but Wisconsin comes out on top, in my opinion. Then yeah, I'm I'm also going with Wisconsin, but I think I think that clash of style should be fun to watch, both football style and uniform style. All right, then I'm gonna just go over real quick these other two New Year's Six bowls, and as well as point out a few other bowl games. And then we can kind of talk about whichever ones we want. Uh, you've got the Orange Bowl on December 30th. That's Virginia, uh, the team who got crushed by Clemson in their conference game. Uh, versus Florida, who missed out on being in the SEC title game, despite having a what many people would call a surprisingly good season. Um, they're probably one of the best teams that didn't make it into... They're pro- they probably are the best team that didn't make it into a conference championship game. Uh, I'll, I'll be bold enough to say that. They've surprised me at every turn this year, and I finally have to admit that. Um, then on the 28th, you have the Cotton Bowl, which is two at-large teams, so that one's always interesting to see who got invited. Uh, I'm a little surprised at this one that it's Memphis, uh, number 17 team versus number 10 Penn State. I fully expected this to be Utah and Penn State. Utah, who lost to Oregon in their conference championship game, but finished the year ranked number 11, um, had a very, very strong year and a strong season uh, in a stronger um, uh, conference than Memphis. Um, but Memphis has looked good, and I think they're counting on more people from Memphis being willing to travel to Texas than probably people from Salt Lake City to travel to Texas. Uh, that just doesn't seem like the Mormons really want to go hang out in Arlington. Uh, I don't know that for a fact. That's just speculation. But a lot of these bowl <laughs> wow. game, de- a lot of these bowl game decisions end up coming down to what fan bases are going to travel well. And I could see a bunch of people in Memphis loading up and driving down the Mississippi into Texas for this game. Um, and Penn State travels well no matter where they go. And I just don't know how well Utah's fan base travels. But talking about Utah, they ended up playing all the way in the Alamo Bowl against Texas. So you have Utah, who is 9-2 in the Pac-12, playing against the 7-5 and Texas Longhorns. That is kind of a screwy matchup, in my opinion. But again, that's kind of, that's what happens when, when teams get to pick, and it all comes down to money. Um that could still be a really good game. Texas has been a team that has underachieved this year. If they finally decide, hey, this is our last chance to show what could happen, then maybe this be- they, they beat Utah, and Utah deserved to be exactly where they were. But a couple others I want to point out, and then like I said, we'll just discuss. Um, Minnesota versus Auburn in the Outback Bowl. Two teams who had some really, really great moments this year in their prospective conferences. Uh, Auburn had a freshman, a true freshman quarterback. Uh, that started for them, not even a redshirt freshman, a true freshman quarterback. Uh, and Minnesota had their best season, I think, in their school history this year. So that should be a really good game between two teams who are bound and determined to show that they are the real deal going into next year. Uh, and then one Tyler mentioned very, very early on in this that I was excited to talk about, the Citrus Bowl. That's Michigan versus Alabama. And I completely agree that this is kind of Harbaugh's coaching for his life uh, game. If Alabama wins, I think he's done 
And if even if it's a close game, he might still be done because Michigan has just looked like a garbage fire for a ton of this year. A couple other just ones of note real quick. Camping World Bowl, you have Notre Dame, uh, who insists on remaining independent uh, despite everyone else figuring out that, hey, it makes more sense to be in a conference. Playing against Iowa State should be a fun game to watch. Uh, I also think UAB versus Appalachian State should be fun. Both of those teams have coaches that are now been hired by uh, Power 5 conference teams. So uh, whether they have their uh, coaches still for this game or not, I'm not sure. But you have two teams that have done really well this year. So that should be a really fun matchup. Um, And then finally, the one I just want to point out is Tennessee managed to rally from losing their first two games to Georgia State and BYU to finish the year 7-5. and And they are going to the Gator Bowl to play against the 8-3 and Indiana Hoosiers. And I'm hoping that's a good game uh, and that it's not an embarrassment and makes me want to crawl in under a rock. So uh, anything you guys want to hit on with any of those? Any thoughts on winners or losers or coaches fighting for their life? Uh, I just have to say, I don't understand this committee. I don't understand how they pair up some of these opponents. Like the Orange Bowl, for example. Why on earth do we have a number nine up against a number 24? And why on earth is one of them playing in Florida when they're from Florida? Like, I just, I don't get this. Like, I think Florida just completely dominates this game. I don't see this being that close. I think Florida is many steps above Virginia. Virginia just got demoed. And not only that, but they're playing in Florida. Like, I just, I really don't see Virginia having a chance. I mean, I hope they prove me wrong. I hope for VA pride, they're able to pull it off. But I just, I don't see this as a great match, in my opinion. Like, I feel like there's so many better matchups out there. Utah was another one. I feel like Utah got completely screwed. No, no, no. no. Utah is right where they need to be against Texas. I think... Texas is a. I think that's a good matchup, but I mean, do you feel like they should have fell out of the New Year's Six when there's like a Virginia team at 24 and a Memphis team at 17 up here? Well, so the problem with a couple of those, like the Virginia game, the Orange Bowl is an ACC team, the the top remaining ACC team versus the top remaining SEC Big Ten or Notre Dame team, and so that's how that matchup got determined. That's the the people who run the Orange Bowl. That's their decision. The Cotton Bowl is two at-large teams. That's why I expected Utah to end up there. That Cotton Bowl purely decides who comes to that game. I just I, I feel like this is one of those things where it's like we're doing things this way because they've always been done this way. Like, why can't we have a more exciting matchup? Like, I get it. The ACC is fun to watch. If this was basketball, I think ACC versus SEC would be a very entertaining matchup potentially. But Virginia up against Florida? Like, does anyone see this not being a double-digit win for Florida? Oh, no, that definitely will be. Like, I feel like they're about to squeeze the juice out of Virginia's oranges, and it's not going to be pretty. Phrasing. Virginia doesn't have any oranges. <laughs> and, and I think you could take out of the fact... Yeah, I mean, Julie, I completely agree with you. Take the fact that even if they're playing in... They could play in Charlottesville. This team would still get whacked. And, and then some. So, yeah, I... I it just go, it comes down to politics and who's the big ACC team. But no one in the ACC team has been good. So it's not like, you know, you put any ACC team in there other than Clemson. You're not going to find one. So that's the next one they have. Um, I'm really excited about Utah and Texas. Knowing that Texas has been has underachieved and they're playing in San Antonio, um, I think this is going to be a – a good game because Texas has had some close games and and they've played some good teams, some top, definitely some top 15 teams, not 25, top 15 teams, including teams like Baylor, Oklahoma, LSU, um, and they've lost pretty close to them. So 
I'm I'm interested in seeing how this Texas team holds up against Utah, which I'm kind of surprised. No, I'm not surprised Texas not ranked, but um, you know the team, like I said, the teams they've played, they've definitely had their competition. So I'm excited for that game, the Texas Utah game. And I really like that one too. I'm gonna take Utah out of that. Tyler and Drew, who are you taking out of that one? Texas. Upset series. And it is in Texas. We guess we should probably say that San Antonio, Texas. It is the Alamo Bowl. I am actually taking Texas. I think uh, Sam Ellinger is very mad at how this season has went, and I think he's going to get that team uh, up into a frenzy, and they're going to beat Utah to show that, hey, we may have dropped the ball a little this year, but Texas is, Texas is coming back. I'm going to take the underdog Utes in that one. Um, one other one that stood out in that general area. Where did it go? This is where we edit. Oh, Notre Dame versus Iowa State. I'm actually kind of curious about this one. This is the Camping World Bowl in Orlando, Florida. I think this one could be closer than people expect as well. I'm hoping Notre Dame loses, but I always want them to lose, part mostly because of that whole idea that they think that they can be independent and should still get considerations for the playoff, uh, which I just think is garbage. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to get screwed over. They're going to end up like a UCF. They're going to win all their games and be like, why can't we get in the tournament to do the playoffs? And it's because like, you don't play anyone. No, see, that's the problem. They have, you know, quote, history on their side. And so that's why they're not worried about joining a conference is they don't have to because they do get considered for it. But they'll end up like UCF because they'll play no one. Yeah. So, I mean, they will, I mean, it's, they're an empire falling on themselves because history will be, not lost. I mean, yes, it'll never, it should never be forgotten. But at some point, they're gonna think we're undefeated. We deserve it. We have history. And it's like, dude, that was so long to long ago. So, I think they're gonna be screwed. They're they're shooting themselves in the foot if they continue to remain outside of a conference. Okay, boys. Any other bowls you want to hit on before we wrap up this lovely episode of Come at Me, Bro? Uh, what do you think of the um, the oh the cheese it bowl? That's a new one. I don't think we've ever had the cheese it bowl. <laughs> no, that is definitely a new one to me. Um, trying to think the walk ons Independence Bowl. Never heard of that. Walk ons Independence. Yeah. Uh, the, the Independence Bowl has been around for a bit too. Walk ons is a uh, it's a sports bar. I don't remember who owns it. A, a famous athlete owns it. I just don't remember who it is. What was that thing? Oh, Walkman's. I think they were looking for the Walkman's bowl, but it, it got outdated. Ah, <laughs> uh, boo. Um, of course, the pinstripe bowl is in New York. Why does that not surprise me? It's always been a yeah. uh, famous Idaho potato bowl. That just sounds delicious. Right? <laughs> yeah, they didn't have a good season this year. Idaho's struggling right now with potatoes. Not joking. Yeah. Uh, tree. Yeah, there's a few in here. Do we mention the Belk Bowl yet? Oh, we Not that do. I'm particularly interested. In, so it's Virginia Tech versus Kentucky. I think Virginia Tech comes out of this one. Uh, but the Belk Bowl, Tyler's favorite bowl of like two years ago for the longtime listeners. Tyler, what's a Belk? Uh, it's a ghetto belt. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. Wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. 
It's what my, Gotta love it's what it. my students Ladies were. and gentlemen, thank you again for listening. This has been episode 46 of Come At Me, Bro. We got some differences of opinions here on college football and how the bowl games are going to play out. Be sure to check those out throughout the rest of the month and into January. If you want to find more for this show, check us out on Twitter at CAMB Podcast. You can also email us, CAMBpodcast at otnmedia.org. We'd love to read any questions you have, comments, concerns. What are your predictions for the bowls? Hit us up on there. Additionally, if you want to support this show and things we do at OTN, head on over to patreon.com forward slash OTN. Uh, Give us a little donation there. Give us some love. Give us a post. Let us know what you think of how we're doing here and let us know how we can continue to improve. Thank you as always for your support and be sure to look out for this episode and many more to come in your feeds. Patriots are cheaters. This podcast is part of the Overtime Network. Get more at OvertimeNetwork.com.